You are listening to Dad Bods Podcast. Enjoy and remember to always cash tickets. And we'd like to welcome you to episode 35 of Dad Bods. Two guests today. Um, first, we will have Mr. Milt Palooza or Milt Palooza. I always call him Milt, so it's hard to say Milt, but it's Milt. He's here. That's okay, my man. He's here. Milt. You can, at, you can say jackass Palooza and people will know what you're talking about. Yeah, everybody knows you. There's no, no need for really an introduction. <laughs> and, then, and then later in the show, we'll be joined by uh, Gil or Gil Gallant. Gil. Is that right? I don't G. think it's Jill. Jill? Jill Gallant? Would it be Giles Gallant? Either way, he's, he works for Odd Shark. He's a great guy. We yeah. both have names that are weird. So we're, we, and we did, we recorded this earlier. So we did talk about this. Oh, um, well, I've heard his name before. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Gilles Gallant. He's Canadian um, yep. and focuses a lot on hoops and uh, uh, in, in props in the NFL market as well. So nice. um, it's a good conversation. But first, Action Pack Show. We have myself, Punisher Picks, The Odds Fellow, at Multipalooza, and our intern, lockbets.net, who we are going to be calling intern.net. We've decided he is intern.net. I like it. Um, so yeah, say, hi to, say, say hi to the listeners, everybody. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, intern.net. Intern.net. Sorry, Mo, I, I stole your thunder there. I uh, just wanted to confirm we are trademarking intern.net. I wrote yep. that down in the notes already. Um, so there should not be any legal proceedings or any any lawsuits. Uh, get, get that on some merch for, for future guests. Intern.net, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm on God, it. That would I'm be a it. great hat. Intern.net. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. And maybe maybe have uh, maybe have gar on the back of it. <laughs> so I actually on my weekends I'm Steve the Pirate for everybody listening at home if you guys don't know already. So we're here to talk about um um a bunch of stuff, but first is the uh, a contest. I guess you could call it a contest, right, Milt? That you yeah. run, yeah, that you a, run for a little bit for of home, pool. Yeah. yeah, pool contest for home run derby uh, for the MLB. So, will you explain to everybody what this is? Well, I want to hear the um, backstory first. I want to hear the the history behind. This, oh yeah, no uh, legacy. Absolutely. Was that <laughs> was, was I the, was the I was deep, I rich, layered history that comes behind the home run derby? Yeah. Was the um, was the intern born yet? Dot net was not born yet. Like that part, like the internet wasn't born oh, yet. Man. Okay. Yeah, we can go. So it, it could go as far back as the internet was the home run pool around before the internet. Just got to write that down. For I think dot gov. I think dot gov came out around the same time. Yeah, as... maybe. Well, I wasn't the first one to run it. So I think before my time, these guys did it. They used like carrier pigeons or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or smoke signals. No, I'm it's hilarious sure. when you think about old school fantasy and like you were waiting to, to read the paper to get box scores and then somebody oh, was know. organizing I'm... it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that doesn't even apply to me. I wasn't yeah. doing that shit back then. I, no, you know, it's funny. The Derby, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was probably, oh man, I was probably Locks age when I, when I used to do it. When there was another local guy here, um, he ran it. Uh, he was a bookie, but like the nicest freaking bookie ever. 
I didn't use him much when I started to bet because I actually. Uh, so he's out of business now. Oh yeah, you he... have no idea. Just, just wait. Um, <laughs> I uh, I only I only called him a couple times for bets. You know, when I started to become a degenerate, I had another guy that I was regular with. But like, if I couldn't get through or whatever. I called this guy a couple of times, just like the nicest guy. I always like would thank you profusely for your business and this right. and that. nicest guy. Uh, but anyway, he used to run this. And yeah, I mean, I had to be like mid to late twenties when, uh, when I got into it. He used to run this for, it was a $500 entry fee. Oh my God. So, oh, I know it wasn't, it wasn't a big, big field as you can imagine, actually more than you'd think, but I, I don't remember exactly. I do remember I mean, there was no way I was entering that by myself. Right. Um, so you know what? For a few years in a row, there were four of us, and we would just pony up 125 bucks a piece. And you know, it's funny. <laughs> Two of them didn't give a shit. They just wanted part of the action. So myself and another guy, he actually was my roommate at the time. We we did all the work, and I mean, you know how it is. We used to be like, oh, we have to have a working lunch. <laughs> so we did like whatever. <laughs> a safety meeting. Magazines, fan drafts, all the projections. Well, I don't even know if that was there. Though. You know, and going over the list, going, all right, all right, all right, going over Here's the target. Down, yep. it. Here's target. It was great. And, you know, um, we actually, oh, man, we were we were the, within striking distance of money. Someone's going to have to help me out here. The year of the strike. Was that like 94? 94, right? 94. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I thought it was in the 80s. Oh, that was 90s? Okay, sorry. No, no, yeah. it was definitely 90s. It was definitely yeah. 90s, but like. I can confirm that later. We, Let me we check. Were, <laughs> my team was making a, a huge push. I, I wish, you know what? Yeah, 94, the year the Mariners were like a 101 team almost, right? Yeah, then, I, I think, yeah. I wish I could tell you like who was on my team. Uh, I mean, really, I want to say like maybe Larry Walker or something. I just know like, but our guys were were hitting their stride. I mean, your, guy, were, your guys were taking shit. You, you, had, you got the steroid guys. I probably back then, yeah. Guess, all, but was I, John Crook a good, were, good pick? They were making a push. Teams ahead of us, <laughs> they had a um, couple of the teams ahead of us had guys that were like out for the season. Um, again, See, that I, sucks. I haven't thought about that wrinkle. So let's bring that up later. Injuries. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm definitely going to touch yeah. on that. But I remember, again, you know, I want to say like maybe it was like Andres Galarraga, somebody from the Ooh, big, the big yes. cat. The big yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah. Dante yeah. Bichette. I think it was him. I mean, don't hold me to that, but. Yeah. He, um, I know he got his hand broken getting hit by a pitch, and you know that's it's it's so sad. Like we'd be out drinking and we see that come up on Sports Center, we'd be like, yes, like, <laughs> this, is, this is not on our team. But I'm just saying, the teams ahead of us, they they were slowing down, they had injuries, we were creeping up. I, I'm telling you, the guy, this guy I was talking about who ran it, you know, big big numbers guy, like like most of you nerds, and yeah, he was like, yeah. he was like, honestly. I had you guys by my projections. If if they had finished the season, he had us coming in second. Oh man! And it it I don't it was it was going to be a decent day. Uh, yeah. You know, especially for a bunch of us, uh, you know, guys in our twenties. It's too bad they just didn't pay out anyway. I no. He, did you, did he, everybody just get their money back? Like he, I'm sorry. It's not like he kept the money. It's just that they had to finish when the you know the strike hit, the season mm-hmm. ended. We weren't in the money. But you would have got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like we would have. Yeah. I mean, again, who really knows? But we're like, oh, you know. So that was frustrating. I think like- so to answer your question, how long he's been doing this, he's been doing this so long. To answer your question, uh, a lock or uh, intern.net. Intern.net. On how long he's been doing this. He's been doing this so long that he's now going to be picking the sons of the players he picked. The f- 
when he started doing this. Dante Bichette Jr.? Yeah, he's got he's got Bo Bichette, Tatis. Did you just want the short answer? Guerrero, Guerrero (laughs) Junior. You know who you're talking to, right? This is the long form podcast. (laughs) Can I just take the Blue Jays? Can I just take the Blue Jays? Just take the Blue Jays team. Um. So let's get let's get into a little bit about a little bit about what it is. Like what what, explain what this is, and just briefly uh, overview. Briefly, briefly, you know who you're talking to again, correct? Is this like the is this like the Academy Awards? Are you putting Milt on a shot clock? Like, is the music starting? Is listen the for the music going up. Yeah, listen for the music. <laughs> the music. <laughs> Are they gonna be like, all right, enough? If you if you see a three, two, one signal from me, that means you know we're we're done. We're wrapping it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, no, no, no. Look, I'll I'll be brief. Just you know, one one last thing, quick aside. With that guy, he ended up getting arrested. Ooh, the bookie did. Bookie did, yeah, the, yeah. He the nice bookie. guys. He actually had to do a little time. No, that's but that's how I ended up doing it. You know what I mean? Because like you took it over for the guy that got arrested. Wow. Not, for, not formally. I mean, I just I just started my own because uh, okay. no one else was picking up the slack. I mean, I don't. Know, maybe somebody else in another social circle did it, but you know, me and my friends were like, "God, come on, this pool is the greatest." So I just said, "Screw it, I'll start," and I just sent it out. You know, to, to my. Uh, my vast social circle. So yeah. Um, then you just watch it go like this every year, right? It probably just uh, pick actually, up a little no, bit of steam. No, you know no? what? We've it's it's been up and down, to be yeah. honest. Um, well, first of all, I never did it for five hundred bucks. Right. Um, it used to be a hundred. Um, it's obviously changed. It's gone down. But let me let me go over the the basic uh, just the basic concept. I mean, we've got a a field of players, mm-hmm. and each one of them has been assigned like a point value you know, a target number, um, an idea of what they might be projected to hit for this upcoming season. Um, what you want to do is pick now, originally it was seven players because alternates were not ever a part of it. I brought that up one year, not right away. I brought up into it because every year people are like, Oh, if I only the last guy I cut, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. or like somebody gets hurt and you're like, Oh, if we only had one other person, whatever. So, um, seven or in this case eight players and i mean the idea is simple you just want to pick guys that you think are going to greatly exceed their target number um i mean look at it's on the rules who's the example yelich yep from a couple of years ago so your example i have it in front of me yelich had a had a had a number of 16 home runs two years ago projected target right and he wound up hitting 44 so that equaled 28 derby points that's and that's that's a nice return for one guy yeah yeah um, so that's, that's, you know, I mean, I probably safe to say I didn't have him on my team. Either. So the goal uh, is to find the guy that you think is going to exceed their home run. But, but, you know, by, quota. by, but by quite a few, you know what I mean? You don't want to look if somebody's, if again, like if Yelich is on there, he's 16 and you do your, whatever, and you think he's going to hit like 25, like, uh, okay, super nine points is nine points, but. I don't know. I mean, just, just a, a stupid rule of thumb for me. I, I try to pick guys who I think are going to get me at least 15 points. I mean, does it really, does it work? I know not necessarily, you know, cause anything can happen during the season. I believe intern.net has a question. Yes. Sir. Uh, qu- quick question for clarification. I am in one of these similar pools. So I do have okay. a little background. It, yep. You ringer. have to He's feel, you have to, you have to field a, a full team. Do you guys do that? So like a first baseman, second baseman, or no. just 
you're picking the nine guy or you're uh, just picking the seven, seven. or again seven. eight eight in this case because there is an alternate okay. that you can sub in at the all-star break you know okay. so just That's in case great. like there is somebody gets gets hurt yeah. gets demoted gets covid right. god forbid whatever um so you can do it um that's fun and, and that's there's fun. no charge back when i still had this for 100 bucks the alternate used to cost ten dollars um mm. just so it, all it does is pump more money into the pool i mean all the right. money that goes in gets paid out that would um, be a fun wrinkle to if one of your guys well, gets hurt you could pay that, another hundred bucks right but it also it you know i don't know how much it really matters for for 10 bucks but you know back in the day it did it just you have to decide like is it worth me spending another 10 Right. If I plug this guy in, you know, look at the rest you know, of the field, yeah. like, can I catch them or not? But when I, when I dropped it to 50, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? Do the alternate for five? It's not worth chasing down people for five bucks. Right. Right. You know, but right. I, I had lowered it a few years ago when, uh, I don't know, there was a bunch of younger guys, like these guys who used to work for me a long, long time ago when I had a restaurant, like those fucking young was guys a, was a lot. What's that? Those fucking young guys, man. They those suck. Fucking young guys. They don't have any money. <laughs> I don't know. Lock, the intern's pretty liquid right now. So well, yeah, I know he. I, I'm definitely liquid. <laughs> but heavy liquid. Diesel, full of diesel over there. Keep going, Milt. I'm, 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 I'm listening. These dads no, know, have, have short attention. Stands. I know. I just, I just dropped it. You know, a, however many years ago, just a few years ago, just to try to get more people in it. You know, because that's the thing, you know, some people year after year would be like, oh, 100 bucks, 100 bucks. And I'd be like, well, fine, let's just make it 50. Let's just try to get more volume. So what yeah. was last year's payout? You know what? Of course, I don't freaking remember. Ballpark. I yeah. I couldn't find it today. A couple um, hundred grand. No, we, last, can, we, can, you know we can actually make year, up anything. We can make up anything. So. How many Bitcoin will I win? Well, last year, of course, we didn't have it. Two years ago, there was only. Oh, that's um, true. It was a shortened season, right? Yeah. There was only oh I wasn't gonna do it in the sixty yeah no, no it's, it's not worth it no yeah I did fancy oh, football hard. that was enough of a nightmare but trying to two years ago though <laughs> we didn't have a great turnout um I I kind of got to it late I released it late um I, I guess I didn't get it out to everybody um I wasn't as active on Twitter I did get a few Twitter guys but you know I don't have the following that I have today so well it, w- it wasn't on the Dad Bods podcast either. no we're Keep about that to, in mind. it's about to blow I didn't up. even know you fucking retards then yeah if we get if we get half if we get if half of our listeners sign up the pot yeah. will be at least a hundred grand if you get half the <laughs> listeners to sign I mean, up you guys just get two just run in the quick we numbers be, well we need, you should be able to get guns to do some more refaces then hold on yes. I didn't <laughs> carry the one yeah no, back, I the say, back of the envelope math I want to say uh there might have been it was like it was like low 20s um so there was like maybe over a thousand bucks to play with and that's nice first place first place gets half okay that's um, good but i do i do pay the top five and last place and obviously this is this ugh, this did come into play for years uh mm-hmm. last place does get to play for free next year oh that's cool that, that's fun that's fun that's a good one well it's i mean if you really shit the bed i mean at least there's something and that's it's almost worth trying to get last. That, that I'm almost. I'm going to play with the alternate now too. Yeah, yeah. If you're not first, you're, you're last, right? That would have been good for gun. That would have been good for guns in our uh, NFL contest. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yikes! Yeah. All right, all right. Ooh. My participation in that in that challenge. But let me let me just say one thing. Uh, I think one Yikes. of the first years after I took over, um, it was still a hundred bucks. I want to say the the largest field I had for entrance um was uh man like uh, almost 75 oh I wow the winner 
the winner, this this nerdy guy who like wrote right for the well, not anymore, wrote for the local paper, big sports guy. What a dork. Never met him before. You know, just this was all through email and whatnot. And he came in to collect. And I I mean, I wrote this guy a check for like thirty six hundred bucks. Wow. You know, so wow. that was no, nice. no wonder he's not a writer anymore. He can retire yeah. on that. He's retired. Yeah. He's That's retired. a retirement. Yeah. That's a retirement right there. Medically retired. That was that was good. That was the biggest showing I had. And then, you know, I don't know. People just kind of get sick of it or if they suck, they don't continue to do it or whatever. Like I said, a couple of years, though, I, I was just late getting it out because there were a few times where I'm like, oh, fuck this. It's too much. Work. I'm not doing it again. Right. And then you, you know? get sucked and then back last in. Minute, you know, yeah. like March rolls yeah. around and then people would be asking me. I'd be like, oh, OK, fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, here, quick. Here are the numbers. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I just didn't get, uh, I didn't get. My I love, I love. You're this ahead of idea. the curve this year, so I think it'll be fun. I love this uh, idea know, because I was last year for the first time in a while. And then I had everything, everything and then, you know, and everything went to shit. So, I love this there, idea. Is there a way to track this online, or is this old school, like Excel spreadsheets? Uh, how do you run school. it? You know what? Good. It's old school spreadsheet, and I'll just, you know, um, I get an email thread and I'll, i email everybody usually once a week at the beginning not as much because nobody's hitting you know getting any points yet once right. it starts rolling i would do it like every monday uh for everybody who joins on twitter i'll i'll post every week very um, nice one one year one year or two at least one one of my guys in my fantasy league who's you know like a, i don't know to me he's some kind of tech whiz you guys could probably do it i can't he did have it hooked up online so you could check like it, it's self-populated you know the yeah it was so freaking boring for me there was nothing for me to do mm-hmm. fuck that that's like, for nerds no that's for nerds doing any updates and i like doing updates every week every couple weeks whatever just saying blah 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 who's this reminding people to pay if they haven't um you know well, maybe if you like if you like doing that stuff i could i have some uh stuff i can get i need follow you he, to follow he, up on for me he, he just said he didn't like it Oh, he didn't like it. Oh, I no, he I didn't it. like it. I didn't like he did it. Did not like it. Um, he needs a little purpose. He needs to like have was, that little well, no, I mean, it was just kind of boring. But even some people said they're like, "Oh, we look forward to your wise ass updates." And I was like, "Well, yeah," but yeah. there was just no need. They could just click on. And other old school guys like me were like, "Eh, what? Go where?" They're like, "I think it's also kind of nice. I think it's also kind of nice not knowing where you stand, um, so you have a little, a, just a little glimpse of hope that you might be doing well." I prefer yeah, to not know when I suck. You just, you just yeah. don't have to yeah. look, but I just do it all on the spreadsheet. Um, you know, we have a teams page so you can see everybody's team. You can see the field. I try to get that out as soon as possible. Once they all come in, I'll spend a couple of days putting that together and I'll get it out. Um, then of course there's a leaders page. Um, and then, well, just the players page where I update the numbers. So $50 um, entry due by March 31st. Yeah. Um, Cause games start on the first. Yep. Um, I mean, technically before the games start on the first, um, that's just another, another quick story. A couple times I chose to, um, you know, especially if I got it out late, I would push out the due date. So it would be like, well, all right, let's, you know, get it in. And it would be like three days into the season Four. one time I did a week and you know what? I didn't like it because that meant I mean, it, it goes for everybody. Anybody that had played in that first week would be fair game. Um, it's just that that way, though, you get too much overlap. You know what I mean? Like, what if somebody yeah. goes nuts? Hits five Trout hits five home runs in the first week. I mean, he's probably <laughs> right. going to be a popular pick anyway. But then suddenly he's on everybody's freaking team, and that's just that's no fun. Right. You know? but, yeah, you've uh, got to find a way to weight the guys 
to make it worth picking a star instead of putting Trout at 40 home runs. Like you, yeah. like you, like you have Trout at 25. I don't um, go higher than 25 anymore. Yeah. Which make, which gives you, you know, a reason to pick a, you know, a, a top level guy where usually you're, you're looking for value here. I mean, the value is, it's just kind of an eye of the beholder, right? I mean, there's no oh, real absolutely. value number unless you, unless for some reason you're like, man, I, I got a line on real Muto that he's going to hit 40 this year, you know? Mm. So, but well, that um, was, you know, one, one year, one year in particular, I know that actually I placed some values too high and then, you know what, it kind of, I don't want to say it sucked. I mean, it was still a decent pool, but they were just, right. it, it eliminated a lot of the big names. Guys that you kind of want to see in the pool. I think I put Stanton, you know, before that idiot got hurt every year. I think I had him one year at like a 32. And like, I, I don't think anybody took him, you know, and I want to say uh, maybe with like A-Rod one year or whatever. I just, I don't go above 25 anymore. You know what I mean? So I mean, look, hey, Trout, of course, he can hit 50, you know. So 25 is still decent value, but I just don't want anybody to be out of reach. Right. You know, and then on the other end, and it's in the rules, but it, it, it bears mentioning if if somebody is not on the list, they're automatically given a seven. Um, so that's the thing. You'll you'll have guys looking for like rookies that I might have missed and whatever. <laughs> that's another part of it too. Like me doing the, the target numbers gives me no advantage whatsoever. I traditionally wow. suck in this. I suck. Wow. This is the guy who didn't handicap. Jorge Soler a couple of years ago, so he was a seven. He hit 47 home runs. Jeez. Wow. So, huh? listener, so if you're listening right now and you want to, to get an edge on a degenerate competition, you just go – you sign up to this home run pool, you get sharp, and you take all these rookies that are going to overperform, and you're going to steal all the money in the pool. So, if you're yes, listening, you, DM Palooza. Right. I, I don't, I, you know what, there are teams every year, I get teams that are all sevens, um, never tends to work out, I mean, I, I don't want to say nobody's ever placed, nobody has ever won the whole thing with all sevens, I know that for a fact. They've come in the money though, you're saying. Nah, not as often as you'd think, you know, yeah. I, if I ever thought ahead and thought I would be doing this more and more and going on Twitter and podcast, I, I'd keep better records, but that's just not me, um, but those guys, those sevens, a lot of those guys, they – not everybody, obviously, but a lot of them, they don't sustain it. You know, yeah. they don't. Or one year – now, this is going back too, but I know you all know who he is. One year, we – oh, my God. Just about everybody took Carlos Delgado as a rookie at a seven. He hit eight before April was over. Then – I don't know if you – you guys probably don't remember, but – then everybody figured out he couldn't hit a fucking curveball to save his life. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Triple A, he never came back for the rest of the year. Oh <laughs> no! That rookie season, whatever the hell it was, I don't know. But um, no, seriously, he never came back. So I remember, like, looked like the greatest pick ever. We got one point, and he never came back. That is something to think about. Yeah, oh that's like the gosh. Shelly Duncan, Shelly Duncan syndrome. I think Shelly Duncan was on the Tigers a few years ago. Oh yeah. yeah, I think he had like nine home runs in the first month, and I think he was on like an independent baseball team by the by August. Yeah, no, you know what? I remember that now. You're absolutely right. I don't know if he, I don't know if anybody took him in the pool. That's another one. Probably doubtful. Very yeah. Doubtful. That, yeah. that one that one came out of nowhere. A, a little he bit. He would have been a seven. Yeah. There's yeah. no way I'd give that guy a number. No, no uh, way. You know what? Just another one, real quick. When uh, opening day. 
again, I, I'll never remember the year, but uh, also old school. Shannon Stewart for the Blue Jays. They were playing in Texas on opening day. But remember, everybody on opening day was fair game. I think I pushed it out by like a day or two. Um, so one of my buddies emails his uh, team, like, you know, end of that day, next day, whatever. He has Shannon Stewart on it. And he was a seven. He's not a home run hitter. So I just remember like playfully, I'm like, hey, you know them. Of course you took him. I'm like, he wasn't on your radio. You took him because he hit two yesterday. And he was like, well, no, no, I like him. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. He, you know what he hit for that year? Two. Two. Nine. Three. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Total. No, I'm saying you got you got two points out it's of him. Still, I mean, really? Yeah, is that yeah. good? It's not, no. it's, it's not value it's, in the pool, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but see, but that's the thing. Yeah. Let's let's avoid it and let's get all the teams in before the game starts. So yeah. you don't, you know, it, it just got it got too confusing. So I what's the average? What's the average like score? Like what's the winner? The points it, wise, is it, it usually like a like hundred or oh, more than that? More than okay. that. It it varies. I mean, again, that the the example was Solar. You know, the guy who won. I mean, there was a few guys who placed who had them, but the guy who won. What did I say? He got 40 out of him alone. Mm -hmm. um, he may have even had one guy who was a zero and he still won. Like he was that far ahead wow. of everybody with his picks. So I think he so probably it definitely happened at 150 year. and up. Uh, Is this guy still in the pool? No, I, 150 seems high. Maybe close to that. Um, again, I got I to gotta try to find some old copies. I looked briefly today. I, I didn't have time to keep digging, but I, I couldn't find the one from even two years ago, which is kind of weird. But um, you you definitely want to count on getting over 100 points. Less than 100 doesn't typically get it done unless something is just really weird that year. Well, right. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Cool. Got, I got to do yeah, some no. research, so it forces me to start thinking about baseball, which I should probably well, be doing. Well, you know anyway. what? But you want to watch, you want to watch spring training, too. Right. You know what I mean? Um, keep an eye on it. Like, I have some guys. It's funny, and I, I guarantee it'll happen this year. I'll have somebody will like send in their team next week and I'll be right. like, um, okay, you know, that's fine. But do you really want to send it to me now? I mean, anything can happen for the, yeah, the guy can get hurt for sure. Absolutely. Or you know, you, 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 I would just wait trades unruly fans. I mean, unruly fans only in Philadelphia, yeah. <laughs> um, only on wedding crashers. Ah, oh, love that. Now I got to watch that again. Um, well, I love it. I, I, uh, I kind of like this instead of playing fantasy baseball this year. Yes. Yep. I just have a hard time playing fantasy baseball and putting up, you know, I don't know. I, I do it because I'm in a dynasty league. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really do any more redrafts anymore. You know, you're right. It's tedious and it's, it's mm -hmm. daily. Um, so that's the thing when people ask if they don't understand. So if anybody asks you guys, it's like, no, it is not fantasy. You know, right. like I said to some people like, look, you pick your team and you forget about it. The only other decision you have to make comes at the all-star break. If you want to sub a guy in or not, that's it. The well, rest baseball cards back. we got there, you know, intern. Uh, I think the intern.net um, has his, he already has his lineup. He's got baseball his baseball cards. baseball cards. He's got the team. Well, oh, it's, nice. funny you, it's funny you said that. So I wrote down my team already. Bear with me. Um, Fernando Tartis Jr., Mike Trout, uh, Lewis Robert, Barry Bonds, Jose Abreu, and Vladimir Guerrero senior is that okay <laughs> yeah that's it that's a okay so yeah. so these are some rookie cards that have high value i'm the big card guy now wow nice. a, a guy named joe adele oh yeah from the angels 
Angels. Apparently, I like his music. Very good. I like his Joe music. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Carlson from the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Young. And then, and then this guy, Ryan Montcat, Ryan Montcastle from oh, the Montcastle from Baltimore. Is that the guy that you asked me about, uh, Milt? And I was like, "Who is that?" And you're like, "Well, yes, you're supposed exactly. to be my look." <laughs> I don't follow teams that have a zero percent chance to win the World Series like the <laughs> no, Orioles. No, do. I hear you, but see, that's the thing, though. But this is tough. This is where, you know, like, how do I decide? You know, I don't want the spreadsheet to be mammoth. You know, so there's some guys I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. Mountcastle, no, he didn't make the cut. So I mean, if you think he's good for close to 25 or more, then then he's going to be a great pick. I don't know. I mean, I looked at his minor league numbers, and I, I don't. Don't quote me on this. You'd have to look. I, I don't think he's ever hit more than 16 or 18 in the minors. So last year, he can't grow into power, right? Right. So last year, according to Tops, now this is just mm-hmm. to, according to Tops, he played for the Baltimore Orioles for Go 35 ahead. games. 35 games. Go ahead. He had, he had five home runs. He had five, yeah. So I don't, uh, so what is that? 70, 70 games would be 10 home runs. 140 games would be 20 home runs. Five. Yeah, about 25 home runs or so. Maybe. Sounds like a good pick. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, sure. I mean, for 18, I think he'd be worth it. I mean, do I want to take a chance on Gallup? Nah, I don't know. I'm not sure. It, it, it could be that. Who's that one guy on the Orioles that signed that huge contract and now he's horrible? Well, Chris, uh, Crush Chris Davis. Davis. They call him Crush Davis. Oh, he Davis. sucks. You know what? I, I almost wanted I almost wanted to take That's a bad contract. Sheet. That's a bad contract. I think contract. he's got I think he's got a pretty low number anyway, right? He'd be my pick if uh, we were doing a strikeout pool. Oh, he would be absolutely. <laughs> he has like eight years left. He's like seven years left with the Orioles. Like oh yeah. And they contract. and they can't get rid of him. I mean it's like uh no, they, they can't. And you know what? He has a hard time staying healthy too. So hey, you know what? Some guys might look, what is his number? I don't have it in front of me. It's pretty low. I mean, that guy back in the day, he'd be like at least a twelve. It's twelve. It's twelve. That um, might look Chris. Like Chris with a K. Chris with a K is, is nineteen. So don't get well, those that's, confused. That's, well, now Texas was Oakland. Right. Without, he's gone downhill too. But, Texas. Uh, Texas is going to be a good ballpark for hitting home runs. By the way, yeah. right. But but now Chris Crush whatever the white douchebag. I mean, I'm not. I'm not taking that guy at twelve. I'm not taking that guy at seven. Yeah. No, um, no. I just don't think he's worth the risk. You know no, what I, mean? I agree. They'll squeeze him out when they can. He doesn't, he never stays healthy. You know what? I might take, you know what? I might take him now. You, you should take him, Pod. You should take it him. Could be a sneaky pick for my alternate. He you should take be. him. I think you should yeah. take him. Yeah. Just be, yeah. You know what? I might take him. We'll see. You should take him. You should take him. You should I take him? Do it. You won't. Do it. You yeah. won't do it. If you beat, yeah. if Milt, if Milt, if, if, if Milt beats you in a chug, I'll take him. Is that a challenge? It's a challenge. Right. Don't, All don't. right, wait, hold up. I need to get a, I need to get a cup. No. <laughs> hold, please. All right, so while, yeah. while he's getting his cup, if you guys uh, are interested. I don't know if I'm going to beat him. Now, well, all right, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Is he going to have a plastic cup? If I had a plastic cup, I could, you know. No, no, no. He went It's di- This is Diesel versus Guinness. This is Steve oh. Weiser versus, versus – uh, um, I, took a, I took about two sips. So if you want to, if you want to catch it up a little bit, you want to get a sip in milk and uh, Ooh, was, make it, a, a... make it an even playing field. You're still, you're still going to beat me anyway, probably. And that's okay. 
Wait, okay. he just went off. What did he do? He just dumped some right here. All right, I'm just a spectator. I'm just a spectator, and uh, the odds oh, fellow is the wait. score. The okay. the implications are if guns, if if Milt beats Locke in said chug, you're picking Crush Davis. Correct. All right. Okay. Ready? Okay. Go. Yep. Oh, Locke. Nah, that was Locked. terrible. Intern.net by it by a hair. Ooh. I actually tried. I actually no, tried. Really I tried. Was it even close? It Ooh. was pretty close, but oh, it's, it was only close because I think he slowed down purposely. No, that start. that was bad for me. I actually no, waited, was... I waited about four seconds because I wanted Pun to pick Crush Davis. Uh, you know what? I was I was actually thinking. You know what? That's what probably slowed me down. You know, subconsciously because I'm like, man, I really don't want him to have him on his team. You know he's you know he's balling out this year now. That's just a good commissioner. You know he's balling out oh now. I can't wait to clip this halfway through the season. This is his year. This is his year. Oh, that's great. I don't know. Well, this is great because now we have this on film and on tape. Ant's gonna keep it in his library. That's right. And when Crush Davis hits fifty-five home runs and Boys, gets come back, we are going year. viral. Viral. <laughs> we'll see. Are we going to be, are we honestly collectively going to be behind the resurgence of Crush Davis? I think I'm so. I'm going to say no. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Wait, I don't think we I'm going to say yes. Sway in the universe. Two no's, what, two yeses. Two no's. I think it's right now. I think officially right now we're a Chris Davis podcast. Uh, you know what I was just going to say? I think we've been talking about that guy for like six fucking minutes, and that's like five and a half minutes too long. We're a Chris Davis <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We need to get him on the show. Walk. Uh, yeah. yeah. Intern.net. Work on that, please. Pun's going to have to get a Chris Davis jersey. Yep. I mean, I'll do it. I could probably get some on eBay for like really cheap. I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> so right now I have, I have Chris Davis, Andres Galarago, and I have a Jeremy Giambi as people we want to. Um, that's, the better, people's... that's the better of the two Giambis. Well done. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy <laughs> Big Jeremy Giambi podcast. Remember him from Moneyball when he was dancing on the table? Yeah. Uh, oh, what a guy. Radio, that was funny. What a guy. Oh, um, God. Well, did you have anything else? Uh, intern.net, did you have any more questions you wanted to ask us? or a- Any rapid fire um, you want to go around with uh, the dads yeah, real, on the podcast? Right. Yeah. Now, that, now yeah. that I have you guys, yeah. I can write one or two things yeah. down. We'll, 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 uh, we'll finish okay. on this. We'll go strong. Okay, so... Um, you're stuck in a fox. Hole, who, who is right? this one for? Is this going to Milt? Uh, this one's going to go to Milt. Yeah, this let's one's go to, go to, to Milt. All right. Yeah. So, so Milt, uh, there, there's been a nuclear war and we're in trouble. Earth is in trouble. And you are stuck in a foxhole waiting it out. And you're stuck with two people on gambling Twitter. So the uh, two people you share the foxhole with are going to be the people that you build up the community with. Like These are the people that you're surviving with. Who are the two people and why? Oh, man. So people that want to survive. So I can't say Smitty just so I can kill him, right? <laughs> Smitty oh, no. no. Smitty, yeah. is, Smitty is a friend of the podcast, anyone. a friend of the show. <laughs> All right, come on. You know what? I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, we know. We know. We know. Oh, boy. So wait a minute, though. Soccer, but soccer battle. Really, by, by conventional logic, doesn't one of them have to be female? Um, you know, you don't have to re. No, you don't have to rebuild the. You don't have to rebuild the population. It's just survival. Yeah, we should be clear of that. 
You have to survive 20 days, Milt. You have to survive 20 days. Who's it going to be? I mean, you know, uh, you have a, a, a maybe someone you could tell stories to, someone you could drink with. You have a full cabinet, liquor cabinet. How about that? Man. Well, all right. <laughs> I think, number one, the obvious choice. I mean, you got to have the guy with, like, the best gifts, the weirdest photos, Guns. the best mini stories. Could be not mean. mean. Not the mean. one with the most issues, sad. Um, not mean? Yeah, I can never say his fucking name right, so you guys tell me. Name me. I'm just going to say Roy. Roy. I, Love I'd that. Have to, you have to have him there. You just have to. Okay. So think about Roy think about there. the beers he would bring in, right? Well, yeah. that doesn't appeal to me as much as you guys, yeah. but still, yeah. So that's uh, pick one. I like okay, that. pick one. Pick like one in the books. Oh, this is tough. Um, do I have to pick one of you guys? No, no, no. I mean, it would be nice. It would be nice if you did. But if you, you pick the to. dad bot. No. Twitter handle, you technically get two, maybe a maybe well, an intern. So, right. I no, can't just well, I can't pick Locke because he's taller than me, right? Yep, you can't do that. that Same with me. You just beat you Same with show. me. So. Same with Bevo. You can't pick him because he's taller than you as well. Yeah, Bevo's uh, taller than you. Um, wow, this is tough. That's a good question because I mean I, I really don't like most people. That's fair. Listen, that's fair. Listen, no, I, that's, that's not true either. I just I, I play that up. You know what? It's true. It really is true. The clock's Man. ticking. Nuclear war is coming, and you have to pick someone quickly. I mean, or now else you just got me thinking about fucking zombies and shit. Um... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I mean that's the whole other. That's a whole other podcast we can go over. We can. That we can... is. Um, you know what? I almost want to say shark, but I think I would end up killing myself um, <laughs> because I just you know I, I can't listen. Yeah. To, I can't listen to hours of uh, being enlightened. You could stretch burpees. out with them. You could stretch with them. We can stretch. You, yeah. Well, you you know would what? be flexible as fuck. As if fuck, you, man. If you picked him. Um, oh, you know what? Bad hey, ass, there, you there know? you go. I'm going to say his brother. Let's, uh, let's. The old let's, man. Get the old, old man. man. All right. Positive vibes. One she's be. I can't wait to look across the desolate fucking nuked landscape and go, hey, it's a great day for a great day, motherfuckers. <laughs> How's that? That's good. That was that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. All right, Locke, you got any more? Um, and then I, I just had. Uh, all right, so I have one for for. We'll give it to to Ant here, the odds fellow. Um, you have uh, twenty dollars, and you have three days. You have to pack. You have to buy enough food to survive with you and your family. What do you need to pack for three days for only twenty dollars? We're well, talking first. thrifty. First, I take that $20. I drive over the uh, the border into the state of New Jersey. I parlay that $20 into $100, and then then I take whatever I want and need, and, and I get out. Wow. But, uh, this is a gambling podcast. This is a gambling that's, podcast. You know? That's brilliant. So let's, that really uh, is. Let's, I like let's, it. Let's be resourceful. And then what am I buying? It's food? Yep. Yeah. You, uh, food and maybe drink, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with um, – some pizza because it, it's cheaper and stretches the budget, but fills many very satisfied. And then uh, for, for me and wifey, you know, since we're going Italian, I'll, we'll, we'll throw in a couple of bottles of red. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we can that. keep that, that under Smart the, par, the parlayed money. If it was 20, you know, we might have some problems, but we're not even going to think it, that. It was uh, a low If key, it was 20, it would be Boone's farm. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. 
Yeah, no kidding. It was kind of a question for future dads out there, uh, current dads. I wrote it down on my notebook. If I'm in a pinch and I have three days to live and I need to provide for my family, we're getting pizza and we're getting a few few bottles of red if we can. Maybe a That's bag right. of red. Maybe a Maybe bag of red. Box of red. Who knows? Stretch it. Who knows? Stretch that yeah. Why not? Wait a minute. Jesus. Hold on. Do you have news for us? No, but I <laughs> will say, I will say. There, there is a woman in the picture and there is a Mrs. There's a Miss Lock Betts, I think. Hold on now. Ooh, a Miss. I gotta put on the glasses to see if he's lying. <laughs> Mrs. Lock Betts. No, 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 no. Just miss. Just miss. In, just a miss. No, just informal. You know. Intern dot um, miss. I like this. Listen, this oh, could be a yeah. We know we we that's good. That's good stuff because I was actually worried about him. I had red wine, so we had a lot of red wine, a lot of vino. We were talking about shit, and mm-hmm. it was it was date three or four, and we we're like, hey, you know what? You're stuck with me, I guess, for a little bit. Three or four? Holy shit! Wow. If the OU was three, I was all over the under. I know. I, that's what Vegas was telling everybody. Wow. Sharps, yeah, the man. sharps were on the under. Yeah. yeah. Sucks the odds, she's, though. That's great. Yeah, no, she's a, good for she's you. a great good girl. For you. You, know? you know, good oh, for you. Good, good stuff. Um, and wait, hold on. She's she's not like blind or partially blind, right? Um, actually, there's a doctor that fixed all of that. So we're good now. Okay. All right. Not yeah. perpetually drunk. No. Oh, he's working no, on not. that. He, he keeps that flowing. <laughs> no, that's all right. Hey, no, yeah. that's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, maybe, for so, so, so listen, we're writing it down now. I'm declaring it here. And three years from now, maybe, you know, I'm not the intern anymore. Maybe I'm a dad. Or maybe 10 years from now. Maybe I think you'll, I, I think, I think you stay an intern until you become a dad. That's kind of how this works, right? I, I'm going to yeah. write that. Yeah. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. Intern. Yeah. Intern.net yeah. um, until you become a dad. That's all I wrote down. I do have one more thing. Um, I have two name ideas for the home run derby, maybe next year. Um, home run a Palooza or <laughs> Dinger, Dinger a Palooza. Oh, I, I, I like Dinger. Yeah. You know, Dinger Palooza. I, um, just yeah, something that's to think not about. bad. I, I, I just don't want, I don't want to make it about me. <clears throat> yeah, sure you don't. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We've heard that story before. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, 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 and he doesn't want to write, he doesn't want to write the write-ups on Mondays and he doesn't, he doesn't want to send the emails out. We know. We're on. You know, know what? You know what? Never, never change. Never change. Please. No, that's, that's not bad though. You know what? I will take it under advisement. <laughs> okay. That's, that's all you can ask. That's all you can ask for. And that's all you can ask for as, a, as an intern. Is just you're um, providing value already, so thank yes, you for that. Yes, uh, yes. Quick, quick, uh, twenty second uh, final thoughts on Dak Prescott signing the long term deal, which is going to pay him seventy five million dollars next year. Well, I think that uh, he's probably the first. He didn't really earn that deal, but he got it. Uh, well, was, Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl and got mm. the deal. Mahomes um, won a Super Bowl and got the deal. Dak. Has he even won a playoff game? Yes. Has he won one, maybe? One or two. Playoff one. Game? At least one. Yeah. I was really wanting to hear Ant's take, but I yeah. really loved the fact that Pun chimed in there. That was great. You know, that was great. You know, we're both Cowboys fans. We both uh, live yeah. and lead this, this, this mess, and uh, I, I'm okay with it. In, in a year, in two years, in three years, it'll be undervalued. Nobody will care. I think yeah. my biggest concern is that it's only for four years, and I can't believe we're going to be negotiating this again in four years when he's like 30. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 30 or 31, you know, so. I think that's a good thing that it's only four years. I guess. I don't know. I I think 
I think so too. Yeah. Look what happens to these quarterbacks. They just don't, they don't win after these big contracts. Yeah. No, 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 but I I don't know. I I like that. I had him in both my fantasy leagues last year, my dynasty and a redraft. And I remember I was at my in-laws and somebody, somebody texted me or whatever and said, Oh my God, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm like, sorry. Why? And he's like, you're not watching. And I went in the other room. I was like, fuck me. Yeah. And he was having a good year, you know. I know offense. He was, like, having, he was putting the, up ridiculous the team, numbers. The team was all over the place. The team was the dumb, offense. Dude. The offense was putting up numbers. Well, they they had to they had to just try to outgun everybody. Yeah, I, I think I would have liked to seen Stop him with this team. Lives. I would have liked to seen him with this team this year because they really were. I think they're going to be a very good team next year. Yeah. Um, especially in that that weak division with. Yeah turmoil with the Redskins and they don't have a quarterback. Uh, the Giants are getting the Giants are getting better. Oh, did I say the Redskins? I'm allowed to since I'm you know, obviously. Uh, actually, okay. actually I am a I am a red I am a Redskin. I was gonna say if so, anybody can say it doubling can. down on it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I can say it you guys can't get it. I mean, I that's how the, that's how culture works right now. Yeah. So <laughs> no but that's never gonna be out of my vocabulary unfortunately. Um, but anyway, oh, oh, he's got a Cowboys coaster. Nice. Well, boys, this was fun. I have one other. This plug. was a lot of fun. When, when this comes out tomorrow, uh, hopefully we get it out before the game. I just want everyone to tune in for the Patriot League quarterfinal, semifinal. It's a it's a playoff, and the Loyola Greyhounds are going to roll the Army Black Knights. Is that your alma mater? Wait, wait, we have a pick. Oh, we have nice. a pick. This is a gambling podcast, and there's a what pick is the, getting released. I don't know. And you, and you have to, you have to but it doesn't matter. 30 minutes. It doesn't matter. You have to listen, I'm taking, I'm taking you have to listen, it. Do they listen to 30 minutes? And you I didn't know play. they, I didn't know they had lines in for the Patriot League. Oh, yeah. Is this yes. Oh, oh yeah. come on. Yeah. I never click, I never click the extra games. I need yeah. to start clicking yeah, that. Click the extra. Click the extra. Yeah. It's always under the extra tab. Yeah. Extra yeah. Someone, special. Someone, of course, is going to have to remind me what to do when I go to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> like scroll, me scroll betting down. soccer. Let's scroll down. Uh, I don't even want to talk about soccer. Yeah. <laughs> well, boys, this was a blast. Guys, good time. Um, everybody go uh, check Milt out at, at Miltapalooza. He has that tweet um, with uh, and send him a DM. Or a message. Get in the pool. If you want to be in the pool, we're all going to be in the pool. The entire DadBots crew is hopefully going to be in the pool. They um, should be. And it'll be a fun, cool way to interact with some new folks and yeah, uh, hopefully win some money. Um, and uh, really, really not much needed as far as a daily um, update, like a fantasy. You pick your players no. once. You pick no, your players once and, and watch home that's, runs. That's the beauty of it. You so, know what? We used to say, uh, I mean, that was some of the best nights out when, like, Baseball Tonight would be on. God, I, I remember being show. out at the bars and when they did the dinger list at the end. Yes. You know, like, like, there'd be some nights you look up and you're like, oh, oh we got, like, four or five. Yeah. Yes. Don't you miss uh, Don't you miss the days before you didn't know exactly what happened, like, before it happened? And you could watch SportsCenter and, and just see everything for the Center. first time. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely. that's major nostalgia. It makes us sound old. You just, you just watch the loop a couple times, and by the third time through, you, you know everything in the show, but you're still. Yeah, like but you still like it because it's a great show. Yeah. So, yeah. well, boys, I appreciate it. Um, we will be right back with uh, Gilles. Gallant from Odds Shark. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, boys. See you, boys. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. We are back with our special, as promised, guest. So we got Mr. Uh, Jill Gallant 
from Odd Shark. Again, we joke about this in other pods he's been on that I've listened to. Hopefully, I didn't butcher it. Um, but welcome, G. Man, we're excited to have you. Odds fellow, aka Anthony, man, I appreciate you having me. I'm got to find a chance to chop it up with you and Pun. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, well, you, you met know, one of the key is, requirements because you're you're a father of two, so well, you fit, and, and you fit nicely is, in the once demographic. You, once I saw the title of the pod, I was like, oh my god, like how, <laughs> like not only is that a great name, but like how am I not on this pod yet? Like just because like I'm I'm rocking dad bod basically. I mean, I rock it like as if it's like tradition. Like, or they even call it dad bod. Just yeah, there's that guy, you know. Well, be careful what you ask for. You might be asked back. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, depending on how this goes, you may, I might not be asked back, depending well, on what, what we're I. We're working say. on merch, so we'll get you one of those nice, and, you know, see see what happens. Maybe a dad golf polo. I, I don't know. We, I'm into it. Or even so, one of those like extra medium shirts, like where it's long, you know, or the tall tees kind of thing. Yeah, tube Especially socks. I think bottom. we should actually go into tube socks. <laughs> yeah with the uh, new balance cross trainers i'm into exactly. it that's exactly. not a bad idea a couple stripes and just a logo on it i love it god that would be clean so obviously we were excited to have you on and talk and you know we'll probably get into a host of topics but uh you know i know everyone can find you at odd shark i think primarily right you're, you're writing doing a ton of content across nfl nba mlb and, and nba are those kind of the three main focuses for you yeah, those three. And then, of course, March Madison, CAA basketball, I do as well. So uh, mainly for Odd Shark, I mainly cover NBA and uh, and college basketball and, uh, and, of course, NFL. And, yeah, so I'm kind of doing it all jack of trades here. It really just as the seasons go, that's kind of what I'm covering. And then when there's everything going on, then it's chaos, a good kind of chaos, but a, a chaos nonetheless. So this is probably peak time for me this year where we're you know, full on March Madness, you know, it's probably the best time of the year. Like Great I feel time. like we kind of got, yeah. we got robbed last year around this time. I mean, I think it's actually almost like a year to the day or, or be a couple of days from when the world changed when Rudy Gobert tested positive. So um, yeah, being able to have March Madness coming up, especially with like, we did a ton of work at Odd Shark going into the tournament, getting ready from a content standpoint. And uh, you know, one thing that was nice is that we had a lot of it uh, left over. So it was able to use kind of some of that stuff that we had already prepared and we're ready to unveil coming into uh, this, uh, this exciting time of the year. Yeah. I can't wait for the tournament. It'll be nice to see those teams and some of the holdovers you had last year that, that probably would have made it some of those Cinderella type schools that are now still getting in or they have their conference tournament. So I'm excited to see where that unfolds. Uh, I'm also excited. And we want to talk a little NBA uh, for the second half of the season. So it just worked out, you know, we were talking with you for a couple of weeks of, when to come on and what to do, but we almost did it as a clean break, which I love because we can get a little bit of reaction, put you in the hot seat for that, uh, you know, first half reactions, overreactions, <laughs> second half, you know, look ahead. So I, I guess maybe just jumping into it, we'll probably have a ton of questions about the gambling aspect versus sure. just the, the, the league aspect, but anything big that really jumped out from you from, from the first half that you kind of either enjoyed or you were like, you know, surprised by? Yeah, I mean, well, the biggest surprise for me was probably the Utah Jazz. I, I probably say. made. They're probably on the list. Well, I mean, I guess the big, big thing for me is that I, you know, of course, I wanted to try to make some ballsy takes and, you know, try to really, you know, make like a, you know, this kind of flag in the sand, you know, of teams that I think are going to miss the playoffs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, no joke, I went on guys and bets at Odd Shark before the season started. And my bold takes were like, I think the Utah Jazz are going to miss the playoffs and in the Toronto Raptors. And after the first month of the season, the Raptors look great. Jazz, not so much. And now Jazz are probably like, I think they're 
probably 99% they're going to make the playoffs at this rate. Uh, but again, it's kind of one of those things, like I was just looking at the way that the team was matched up and part of why I was really surprised with how they played is just how solid their three point shooting has been this season. They weren't really that great last year. They weren't really that good in the bubble either. And I honestly, even though it came down to a final shot of Mike Conley missing, I still felt that Denver was the better team and should have won that series. So coming into the season, I just really didn't think Denver was going to be much, especially with, you know, the Clippers getting a full off season, you know, Denver's still progressing. Dallas is getting better. Like all these teams in the West, I thought were going to just kind of leapfrog them and it's been the inverse. So I eat that L that's all right. You know, but it was one of those, that was probably my biggest surprise coming out of it. And then transitioning to, from a betting angle, some of the stuff that I've been doing, it really shocked me with how much underdogs are winning this year, especially outright. So like after the first month of the season, I was just kind of looking at overall trends and not really, you know, trying to make any type of uh, bold claim or, or that was in January, I guess you would like, like let's say like, we're like, we're not even like a month into the season, kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. but I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, Holy shit. Like if you had just bet, hundred dollars on every underdog money line right now, you'd be up over like seven grand. Like, and this is just, you know, for, and that was like the first month of the season. And then I was like, okay, this can't possibly continue. So I was just like, all right, I pitched it to my, to my uh, content managers and whatever else. I was just like, you know what, man, I think I really need to focus on underdogs here. And it's an easy search term. People are interested in it. It's an easy way for people to kind of bet on it, maybe make money here or there. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on it a little bit more. And then, just as this weeks were going on, I was just like, man, like these underdogs, like I'm waiting for this hard regression to happen because again, like odds makers aren't stupid. They're going to see, you know, this inverse that is yeah. happening and, and this trend and you're going to try to correct it. And it hasn't like, it's still right now. It's probably, it's maintained fairly much, but like I started betting it probably closer to the beginning of February. And uh, just for kind of as an experiment, I was like, oh, fuck this. I'll just try it. Like might as well try I'm it. reporting yeah. on it. why not try it myself? And then I was trying it and I'm winning money. So like, I'm probably up like 12 units in the last six weeks of just betting every single underdog money line going into the all-star. Well, I think it's so important to hit on too. Like you can't, and and this comes into play a little bit less unless you're betting NBA money lines with favorites too. But like going into MLB, you can't just take heavy favorites all the time, right? Like you've sat on some positive nights. I've seen you recap on Twitter where you might win two of those six, seven games that are on, but because the money line value was so high on the dog, you come out in a plus position anyway, right? Which I think I, people don't realize, you know, how important that is. Well, and, and I think that's the one thing too, is that like, so what would happen is I would get, I would take a lot of shit for this because strategy. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, people I don't like to lose. Because, they and, still, they still don't like to lose two out of five bets, even if well, they're well, here's, there's two things. There's twofold. I get shit from both sides. I get right. shit. I get shit from the pros who tell me that I shouldn't be telling my followers to just bet every underdog money line because mm-hmm. it's not real handicapping and it's not uh, like a tried and true strategy. And if you look at previous years, you know, favorites end up kind of re- reverting back and kind of taking back that money. And I was like, you know, I get that. Like, I'm not, I even tell people, I'm like, it's kind of a silly strategy in, in retrospect, but it's winning. So I can't stop doing it if it's going to continue to get me profit. And then you have the people who jump on late. So jump on in like just two days ago or two days before the all-star break. And right. then it doesn't do well. And they're like, see, I told you. And I'm like, well, first off, you're betting it off of one, or comparing it off of one or two day sample size. But then also 
you're not looking at it from a big picture standpoint that if you look back just since the start of the season or the last 30 days or the last right. 14 days, whatever the sample size is, it's all generating profit. So I know that it's not the, you know, six pick 15 to one parlay that everybody wants to get rich off of or whatever it is. But at the same time, it, it's kind of more like this, one of these, uh, you know, penny stocks or whatever that is just slowly increasing by value. It's the biggest, it's the biggest problem with people in gambling Twitter in general is the lack of patience and wanting to find a long-term, a long-term win. I mean, if they can catch a heater, of course, but they can, it can also go the other way, but it's about yeah. what happens in six months. Now I'm not two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing about those guys that are like saying it's not a real strategy. Well, this is a weird season. This is a COVID season. This is a, almost a bubble type atmosphere where all of your historical data is, is not really relevant without mm-hmm. fans and without, uh, with a condensed schedule and just the way they're doing things now. Um, so I think we're all trying to find what different ways to win in different environments. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, that's I think all this is, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and Pun, I think you make a great point there. It's just that there's a lot of factors that I would weigh from handicapping a game that just aren't even relevant now. Like as far right. as like crowd impact, like the type of travel, um, the fact that even teams on back-to-backs are still succeeding in this scenario from an underdog mm-hmm. standpoint, or just these certain teams that we, that I've been riding that has been consistently winning for me. Like lately it's been Cleveland lately, it's been, you know, Charlotte's or, you know, these teams that weren't really thought to, that they were going to really do much. But the thing is, is that they get, plus 300 odds a lot of the time on their money line value because they go on the road and they play a team like Philadelphia who, I don't know, just for whatever reason, just they'll have the best players. Like on paper, they should not win this game. But Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't work out that day or Seth Curry has an off day and you just want to – It is the NBA after all. You never know when they're going to be motivated to play. (laughs) I never know when they're going to play. (laughs) Yeah, and also the injury report, right? I mean, you know, Anthony does a lot more – in uh in nba than i do um i I just focus on team totals only i don't even touch the spread oh wow okay um so and i'm like up five units it's nothing special but it's it's the first year i've ever done it oh yeah but it's um but it's like you it's a sort of a trend bet at times um and there's nothing wrong with that because trends trends do work it can't be the only thing yeah i mean i think that's the one thing of reason why people were so uppity about it is that it's a trend but there's not really much statistical data to back it up. So the problem is, is that people want to be able to quantify a trend. Like, and I think that's actually very important that you shouldn't just bet trends blindly right. unless you're willing to lose that money because the, that's the day. Like you saw it with the Knicks just this, uh, the week before where they had covered 13 first straight first halves and then they go on the road to San Antonio and Derek Rose gets ruled out about an hour before the game and they lose the first half by like 15 points and they, and they weren't even close in the game. And that's the thing is that, and you saw, probably saw a lot of people lose that, that, that oh, was yeah. the first time they bet it, you know, because we're Which promoting Which to me spells like if I see that trend, I'm going the other way and starting to think about when the regression is going to come because of you course. know that's not sustainable. Well, and, that, and that's kind of the same thing with the underdog report. Yeah. Like I'm sure in the first week, we're probably going to see a lot of favorites win. And you're going to have a lot of I told you so's coming to me and that's okay because that's the way it works. Are you sticking but, with it through the year or you think you're going to Well, I think probably what I'll do is the first week. I think probably my problem is right now is with March Madness coming up. I don't want to tie up too much of my capital into this mm-hmm. um, because my issue and it's not even an issue really. It's actually it's just 
I love betting March Madness too much that I like I, I overbet probably um, <laughs> yeah. get like because I cap every game. But the problem is you spread yourself so much so thin when you're trying to do that, when you're trying to cap like 32 games over a two day stretch that there's going to be holes. There's going to be, you know, miscalculations or, or just even projections of what you were thinking. So um, I probably won't bet every game, but I just know that I don't want to be put in a position where I have to choose between the two. So I was just like, you know what, I'll do the underdog report. I'll still be reporting it and still tracking it and, and sharing the information with everybody. But as far as me personally, I think I've already proved my point. I'm up 12 units as a result of it. I have the numbers to show people that it's working. If you want to continue with the cool, I'm just going to be overplaying March Madness. And there's nothing wrong with continuing to track it as well, just to see. Um, I'd be curious to see if, you know, once an underdog gets too, you know, too high, if it, if it makes sense to kind of, you know, pull those parameters in and just go, you know, plus 200 to plus 400 only and see how that works. Well, you're right. And, and, and there's, there's a couple of teams now, though, that you I've almost had to blacklist. Like, I can't bet them yeah. just because they're that bad. It's the Timberwolves and the Rockets right now um, that just are atrocious. Like, just as far – it doesn't matter if you put them at plus one or plus ten, and yep. they're still not going to win or cover. So yep. it's just uh, – like, right now, I think at the first half, the Rockets are the least profitable ATS team in, in the NBA at minus $1,300. If you even bet ATS. Every... So think about yeah. it. They're not even just covering the spread. Yes. And it's pretty, pretty much been since Christian yeah. Wood got hurt and onward. Yeah. I think the streak, I don't think they've won a game since he went out. No, but, they have yeah. not. No, I believe it. And that goes over there to their team totals as well. They are horrible um, over the totals. Even with that numbers, those numbers getting adjusted down. Yeah. I mean, they're like, they're 14 and 20 on the year versus over. Yeah, but some of that's skewed um, to the beginning of the year, I'm sure. Yeah, but there's just there's certain spots where the Rockets are just you know just pretty much terrible, um, you know. So, um, like you said, the Rockets blacklisted. I, I definitely agree. I think they're tanking. <laughs> I think they're tanking for sure right now. I'm gonna blacklist um, your Oklahoma City Thunder pun because I can't seem to get anything right for or against them without. I don't understand. That team yeah, I don't understand that team. I they should be they should be trying to lose. <laughs> But that's just not in their DNA, I don't yeah. think, as an organization. Um, but I want them to get Cade Cunningham, so I hope they lose. Keep losing, <laughs> keep losing. Keep losing. I, need my, I need my Oklahoma State guy on my hometown team. That would be great. Are you guys both in on Cunningham as the top pick? I am, I but I'm a, a lot homer. Less. Yeah, I'm a homer. I, I, I've enjoyed watching him. I, I think he's got to be one or two in, in terms of who's out there right now. But uh, but I don't I don't follow him as closely as Pun does, obviously seeing him with Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm all about Jalen Green right yeah. now, like as far as coming into the league. <clears throat> like I think uh, like I watch a lot of the G League Ignite games and Jonathan Kaminga and Jalen Green are awesome. But man, Jalen is he's such a wiry athlete. It's going to be insane when he's in the NBA next year. Like I'm not saying that Cunningham isn't better or is better than him or the, they're better than each other. I'm just more thinking if I was a GM, I'm just thinking of right. upside. I just don't know, like when I watch Cunningham, I just don't see enough athleticism to be able to be dominant on uh, on the NBA stage. Whereas mm-hmm. I see Jalen Green and I'm like, man, he could be a top 10 athlete in the NBA like now. And a lot of the time, the basketball skill usually comes later on that. It's kind of apples. You know, it's I don't want to say it's apples and oranges, but like it's Pepsi and Coke, essentially. Like it's. Not I agree. I, I actually agree with you. I don't his athleticism is probably his biggest downfall. Although he, you know, he can windmill slam and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. He just like, doesn't get, he doesn't, the problem is he's playing a college game and he's an NBA guy. Mm-hmm. And it's just, 
you know, you got zones, you got pack in the lane, you have no defensive three seconds. And that just, there's no open space on the court supporting in cast, college right? versus, yeah, I mean, they're 12th in the country, yeah. basically because of him. Um, and, but, and the fact that they won without him. And they uh, beat West Virginia well, without him, correct. <laughs> they got to play him again. Yeah. They got to play him again Thursday. So I'm not looking forward to that. That'll yeah. be a tough, that'll be a tough He almost one, reminds but, me though, of like Ben Simmons a few years ago at LSU, where it's like the motivation factor comes in and out of it. You know, yeah. you just, you're surprised some games where you just don't, even notice he's on the court, you know, or the stat line doesn't refine. Honestly, do you know who Cunningham reminded me of? He reminds me of a taller version of Markel Fultz, like the way that Markel Fultz played. Oh, gosh, Washington. don't say that. Yeah. No, but listen, I say this because Fultz was consensus top pick in that draft. People can talk and they can have revisionist history all you want. No, about but it, you didn't even hear about, if anything, the Celtics got roasted for taking Tatum and trading yeah. out of it. because people and trading were out of the one. top pick. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing is that just the way that they play the game. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying like size yeah. wise or whatever, yeah. just the way that their playing style is the way that they play in the half court that yeah. they kind of have very similar games. Now, obviously Cunningham is a way better shooter just even now compared to what false is in the NBA. Um, yeah. So yeah, just obviously I don't want to give them the kiss of death false label, but it just, a lot of the time, that's kind of what I see when I watch him play. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't know what kind of NBA player he's going to be. That's the hardest thing to do, I think, is, is try to progress. You know, there's certain guys that are can't miss, like a Zion, for example. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's that maxed out at that next level. Yeah. Um, maybe like a Paul George. I, I kind of see him as like a Paul George type of player now because Paul George was a lot more athletic before he had that, in, that knee injury in, yeah. in Indiana. If you remember, he was dunking on people and, and stuff like that. He doesn't play that game anymore. He kind of bulldozers people. He he gets to the line. He's a good passer. He's not a ball heavy guy. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just fun to have a decent player on that team. And they yeah, I mean, I think if you're again. if you're if you're a Thunder fan, I think you're going to get a top five pick. So I think no matter what, whoever has a top five pick in this upcoming draft, you're going to be happy because I mean. Evan Mobley is somebody that we're not even talking about. Yeah, I think is, yes, he guy. is going to be insane in the NBA if he can if he stays healthy. Um, Zaire Williams is still pretty good with Stanford. Like I think he's yeah. probably going to be fairly good. And then of course we're not even talking about Jalen Suggs yet. Yeah, he's so lost in, the, lost in the shuffle because he's on Gonzaga and doesn't really have the chance to be able to show himself. But if you switch teams of Cunningham and and Suggs, like Suggs would be putting up similar numbers to what Cunningham is doing right now. But if Cunningham was on Gonzaga, though, it would be I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's like when you play Gonzaga's schedule, it's different. I know they play great out of, out of conference, but I, I'm on I, Gonzaga. I got, a, I got a future on the Gonzaga no, plus actually. 900. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, see, that's a good value. See, I got I got in late. I got them at plus 650, yeah. and I got uh, Illinois at plus 1800. Uh, and then Illinois randomly beats Michigan with a Salmu. And I'm just like, what the hell? That's and so fantastic. they drop. And now Illinois is uh, third favorite. They're, they're plus, or pardon me, fourth favorite. They're plus 900 behind Michigan. Uh, Baylor and Gonzaga. Well, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the tournament a little bit more? Do you yeah, want let's, to let's pivot to, to more NBA? No. I just, oh, I'd be curious to hear what you, what who you think, who your top four is right now, and and you maybe your top eight seeds. And do you look at it that way, or is there any any sleeper teams that you're kind of already, if they have the right bracket matchup, you're gonna you're gonna kind of pick them to go far. Sure. Yeah, so I mean, the two futures that I have right now are Gonzaga plus 650 and yep. Illinois plus 1800. So I'm praying that they don't get matched up in the same region. And, and they so, shouldn't. Well, I guess they, they shouldn't. Should. I mean, obviously, there could be ones on the same 
Yeah. So they shouldn't, but again, I I don't want to trust what the bracketologists and people are doing until I actually see it. Um, But I'm a little, I know people are down on Texas tech. I honestly think they're pretty good. Like I think they're actually going to be pretty good in a tournament setting. I think a lot of the time what I like to do when I bet futures is obviously I like to take one or two teams, maybe three, if I'm really dead set on it. And then that way, once the brackets are revealed, then I'll probably look at the other two regions and see who I think is going to come out of it. But the teams that like right now that I've been looking at that I think are going to probably do fairly well are Texas, Texas tech. I actually think Virginia is going to play a lot better than people think. I think Florida state, I think Scotty Barnes is a good player, but I don't know if he's going to be a great NBA player. And I don't know if he moves the needle enough on Florida state to be able to like, kind of like how Patrick Williams was last year. Like they're both good players, but just they don't stand out when they're on the court like that. And I think that's probably Mm -hmm. like a a Florida state thing. Like where uh, the one thing that I love about Leonard Hamilton is that he'll recruit guys that are almost all kind of in the same skill set. Like if it was up to him, he'd probably play like five, six, eight guys. Um, but they kind of, uh, they don't really stand out from one another. So Florida state, I'm not saying that I'm down on them. I just think that Virginia is better. So I think mm-hmm. Virginia, if I was to pick a team out of the ACC, I think Michigan's really good. I just don't know if I can trust their perimeter. I think Hunter Dickinson is going to be a problem for a lot of teams, but if he gets in any foul trouble, they don't really have a great backup center, in my opinion, to replace that kind of production. I think they miss a lot of shooting. I think they're going to miss a lot of perimeter shooting in that Brooks injury. Mm-hmm. could hurt them i have a lot of michigan fans in our um in our slack channel that yeah are michigan grads and i i that's what i tell them that's what i see when i watch them lately especially against illinois and then they lost again i uh, thought they were gonna battle weekend. back in that illinois game and the second half performance was was one of the worst i've seen in a long and then time. They, they just laid an egg for michigan state yeah. as yeah. well yeah. um <laughs> michigan state really needed that game and they were motivated i think that got them in the tournament but um yeah, it's just not a good year for Blue Bloods as well. Like, I mean, normally... I hate to yeah, see it. You hate to well, see it. I, I, well, you hate to see it, but I, people <laughs> ask me, like, why a team... Like, why Duke, Kentucky, and UNC are all down this year? And my theory was it starts with Cunningham and Suggs. Because generally what happens after a graduate... Like, once the McDonald's All-American game gets set or the, the field kind of gets set the top two or three players usually you commit right to those top programs. So, and then you see a trickle down effect of those guys probably not wanting to team up with them and wanting to go to their own program or whatever else. And instead with Cunningham going to a, a non-power school, like Oklahoma state is not really right. a basketball right. school, but traditionally, and then um, right. thugs going to Gonzaga, there's two programs that normally don't get McDonald's all Americans. So automatically then you, when you saw like, Boston go to, to Kentucky or um, or uh, the guy who dropped out for Duke, Jalen Johnson. Is it Jalen Johnson? It doesn't matter. The yeah, guy who was with Duke. Yeah. So the point the point that I'm trying to make is, is that generally those guys would end up going to those programs and then you have a stronger overall team and they're not going there. And <laughs> you're just seeing as a result, like UNC and other teams like that, just not getting those top end recruits or those top end guards. So they're not being as dominant. I thought Caleb Love was going to probably be one of the top five point guards in college basketball uh, for UNC. And he's looked overwhelmed at times uh, for a team that is their front court is stacked. Like I think I was talking with uh, my coworker, Ian McMillan uh, from guys and bets this morning. And we were just talking about the ACC tournament and he was like, yeah, I'm all about <clears throat> Carolina to win this. And I'm like, if they shoot, you got them. Like the, the, their front court is unbelievable. 
but if they can't hit like they can't hit a shot usually and if it's a half court game they're effed like they are so screwed so that's kind of why i thought virginia was going to come out of the acc this year and i think they'll get a one seed i don't know for sure but just i was trying to think of like the two one seeds it's obviously going to be baylor and gonzaga and then probably whoever wins the big 10 illinois or michigan uh or michigan's eh, no it'd be between illinois and michigan yeah illinois michigan and then maybe um i'm trying to think who might be on that five line um, I don't Villanova know won't because be it's not going to be from, it's not going to be from the yeah. Pac-12. Yeah, I was like going to say I was, USB is I was higher on Villanova at one point. Too, and I don't thought. think anybody. Go ahead, but I don't think anybody from the Big Twelve, other than Baylor, will get a one seed. No, no, no not a one. Yeah, but no, yeah, I was I and, and and Villanova was rolling at one point, and then I think they got hit by some injuries at Creighton loss. I know they bounced back and beat Creighton. Well, and Gillespie's out for the rest of the yeah year. I mean, Houston, really Houston, them. Houston, possibly. I, I think they're pretty solidly on that two line, um, but I, th- I think we're penciled in already with Baylor, Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Illinois, and Michigan. I think that's your four. Um, if I had to guess right now, yeah, and then. You know the two through four seeds. It's going to be a wacky tournament. I think it's going to be one of the tougher ones, especially without fans. I don't know. Are they doing any fans in Indiana? Uh, probably See? small contingents of it, but because yeah. it's going to be a bubble, so essentially, yeah. It'd be, like I think people who will be in the crowd will just be other teams, exactly. yeah. other teams and staff. So cycled through, right? Yeah, yeah. Show, exactly. your, show your vaccination card and you get in, basically. Maybe <laughs> pretty much with the new CDC rules, yeah. but <laughs> who knows with that? Um, I'm just so ready to get fans back. And I think they, I think the players and uh, miss it as well. And I, I, you know, Duke misses that they, their home court advantage oh, yeah. is gone. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of why I think one, I don't know how they're going to do. It depends on the odds and who's it's the matchup and whatever else, but you're going to see a lot of early round upsets. Like you, you, it would not shock me to see two seeds get knocked off by 15 seeds, like at yeah. least two of them kind of thing, just based on the way that the teams are matched up this year. So it doesn't happen very often, the two for 15. Um, so we'll see. It's already the hardest thing to predict. Let's make it even harder. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, outside of obviously the Virginia UMBC game, like, will we see another 116 upset kind of thing? Like, and will it even be as impactful as this time around as it was the first time around when Virginia was the top seed in the tournament? Right. So um, we'll see. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Uh, Pretty much since the NFL season has ended with touchdown scores on the Super Bowl, like this has been basically, I've been just waiting on this outside of so, yeah. on underdogs. <clears throat> so let's talk props a little bit because you're obviously known for props. Um, I listened to your interview with um, on the Hoops Ball mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Yeah, we've and, had uh, Devin we've, on here before. We've had Devin on and we're, we're friendly and um, so I'm not going to regurgitate that again and make you tell that story again about, you know, your turnover with your turnover yes. prop, you know, streak yeah. at four yeah. out of five. And Trust me, I don't mind reliving that story. <laughs> if you had a, if you had a, if you had a better bladder, it would have been five out of five. But, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, <laughs> but man, so what do you? One of the things out, and one of the questions I had listening to you on there was, you know, what books do you use for props? Is there a certain sure. book that you would pr- have preference over? How much line shopping do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, props are weird books set up, set different lines for different players. Um, you know, if you're using a local, Especially you different may not sports. have access yeah, to like it. My NBA um, props are pretty limited in, in one book and another one's a little bit better, you know? So if somebody's listening to this and wants to follow you yeah, and bet the props that you put out, what, 
do you tell what book you, you know, I do. What would, yeah, you, yeah. What would you recommend? So. Yeah. So it's a little difficult me being based in Canada. So like not everybody in, in the States can use some of the books that I use. So like I use, we're very jealous by the way. Well, and the thing is, is it just be patient because it's I guarantee coming. within the next couple of years, this book is going to be available to you. Um, so I use bet 365 a lot. That would right. probably be my main one that I use specifically for the turnover props. Mm -hmm. uh, but from a touchdown score perspective, I bounce around. I have five different books that I use. So I'll use Bet365, I'll use Bet Online, I'll use Bovada. Uh, there's another sports book that just opened up here in Canada called Cool Bet that I'll use every once in a I've while. i of that, yeah. Um, and it really depends on the odds. Now, I will say that I generally do gravitate towards Bet365, mainly just because it's the tried and true. It's mm -hmm. I'm used to the, um, the cash out scenarios and, and just they have one of the things for me uh, from a touchdown score, but like the, I find that the, the payouts are just instantaneous. Whereas some of the other books, I'm kind of like my funds are tied up until essentially the game is over. Yeah, um, right. Not, not, you know, make or break or why I wouldn't use a book. But again, if you're just looking for reasons why I would use a certain book over another, that obviously helps because I want to be able to jump back in and in play maybe another bet or something like right. that. Um, uh, so for me, like, again, those would be the books that I would use uh, specifically for touchdown scores. Um, and then from a touchdown score perspective, like one of the things that I don't recommend the two big rules that I don't do, like I never, ever will take an odds on favor or a minus odds touchdown score ever. Um, you'll never see it from me. If you do, then somebody hacked my account. Um, and yeah, well, that's the, yeah, that's the, like the blink, blink twice yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're captured kind of thing. Um, but then Another thing that I try to tell people to kind of stay away from, I, it's a very popular market, but I just, I suck at it. And if other people are successful at it, congratulations. But first touchdown score is to me a, a, just a money pit because you could cap the game great. You could figure out an angle. You could figure out a matchup that you feel great about. And then the team that you bet on, the guy doesn't, they don't even touch, they don't even get to on the field. You know what I mean? Like they don't, the offense doesn't even get to touch the ball and then the prop is dead. And too many times I've thought, Oh, you know, I've got this in the bag, you know, or Travis, like, or even like a team first touchdown, you can get kind of screwed over. Like I had Travis Kelsey to score the first touchdown for the chiefs in the super bowl. I'm still waiting on that ticket. Like, you know what I mean? Like they still haven't scored a touchdown yet. I'm still kind of <laughs> hoping that it will come through um, or they'll reimburse me or something like that. But, but, but it's, that's kind of what I would say is that there's a reason why I take safer bets with touchdown scores because they're so effing volatile in that. Oh, they you, totally are. I mean, yeah. It's, like it's not uncommon for me to go one and three for yeah. the night, still end up profitable, but to lose three bets and, and the, and two of the, two of the four had like no chance. Like yeah. one, and one part of, of your strategy could like, you're breaking down matchups and considering variables and saying, Oh, Travis Kelsey is going to score a touchdown in this game. You roll the dice on the first touchdown. They don't get the ball first. And like you said, it's out the window, even though Travis Kelsey scores in the third quarter, because yeah, you read the, the matchup drive. correctly. Yeah. That's happened to me a bunch of times, man, yeah. like where I'll bet on a guy first touchdown and then they'll score the touchdown for that team on the next drive. Yeah. So that, that to me, I've always been, I understand why people like to bet it. And I would never tell people it's their money. They can do whatever they want. Um, but for me, from a, just a tried and true jaded perspective, I will not recommend those types of markets. Um, and then of course, like with touchdown scores, like, again, like don't be scared to kind of put out a long shot out there every once in a while. I wouldn't necessarily tell you to put like, because I, I mean, I've seen people like I'll say bet on uh 
who did I hit? Uh, like Ryan Finley. Just This is a perfect example of a guy who just started, like he was plus 1,200 before the game against Pittsburgh. It was hilarious. And I was like, I think I'm going to bet on Ryan Finley. And, I, and then people would send me tickets after it hit of like putting like $1,000 on it. And I'm okay with that. But like when it loses, don't come crying to me that you lost $1,000 on Ryan Finley at plus 1,200 with an applied probability of like less than 10%. Right. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like I didn't tell you to bet that 1000 and if, if that's the difference between you paying rent or not, I'm sorry, but that that that's still on you. That's on you. <laughs> is there any is there any type of bets that you hone in for NBA? Uh, NBA is it mainly I mean, obviously the stuff money, or obviously the money line underdogs? But the main thing that I like to do, especially in the playoffs, um, first half spread bets, I think are probably a very indicative of of what you can get away with, like what you can kind of maybe have a little more edge with um, because when there's a clear favorite team and they have the, they have the proper matchup to be able to exploit another team. Like if it's like a pretty even matchup, but the spread is like minus two in the first half kind of thing. I'll usually go with the favorite in that scenario. Again, it's not a tried and true tested scenario, but like I was just right. thinking of this past year's playoffs in the bubble, like Boston was just covering first halves like crazy in the bubble. And and they were only getting more often than not. It'd be like minus two, minus three, especially in these playoff games. And you're seeing that they were coming out there executing their game plan and it's coming through, but then you'll see them cough it up in the second half and your full game spread of minus four and a half or minus six or whatever it is, as long as it's within two possessions, it's okay. But you would just get murdered on it or they, they just, they would not be thinking, oh, I got to cover puns minus five and a half bet. Right. I got to win this game. And, right. Yeah. Uh, let me not make this icing the game free throw. I'll shank it instead. You know? Yeah. And just run out the clock and exactly. it doesn't matter. And that happens more often than, than we let on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I like there's some good motivational spots in there too. If you, you know, a team's coming off a slide or maybe a bad loss or a bad mm-hmm. finish, you know, or another team's on a back to back. Sometimes you can look at that first half line too and see if it has strength and, you know, find that spot and, and take that first half, like you said, because that team comes out motivated or the other team comes yeah. out a little bit more lackluster i usually like that too i've actually had trouble with it this year in 2020 for whatever in 2021 for whatever reason. and i basically have kind of i'm, I'm in your guys the same shoes like i've just got to a point where i was taking these favorites like whether it be minus four and a half minus five anything like within two possessions like a m- minus one to minus seven is kind of my wheelhouse i hate taking double digit spreads especially favorites uh in the nba um but I would be kind of looking at those two possession windows and trying to take these favorites and they were either losing outright or just didn't give a shit in the last 30 seconds of a game. And you're sitting there with your, you know, your busted ticket, just kind of mad that <laughs> they didn't care like you did. And so I was just like, I'm done with this. Like I can't deal with the stress. Like I would rather be able to just bet on every underdog money line. And then if it doesn't work out, I could say, well, I did take the underdog. That's probably why it didn't work out. Like, whereas I, I find I have more questions about my handicapping strategy and the overall picture of the NBA when teams that are favorites are on paper, aren't winning. It's like, why didn't this, well, how did Cleveland beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia? This makes no effing sense. One reason I think it'll heat up a little bit in the second half, and like you said, you were weary of some of those underdogs, you know, yeah. in most spots, is now you're going to have the playoff push. Mm-hmm. You know, these teams that the Raptors, the Heat started slow, right? They can't really afford to lose games if they want to stay in the hunt or stay in the race or these teams that want to stay out of the play-in because I know mm-hmm. there's, you know, some seeding changes this year. So I think you're going to get that push, hopefully, from some of the better teams because there really is a big divide. 
in the NBA with some of these bottom feeders versus, you know, some of the teams that are in the middle of the pack. And the worst teams should get worse with um, free agency or with, you know, maybe some the trade trades buyouts. Yeah. Um, and just going to like, draft, draft right, pick status. Right. Like the Thunder, like, for example, are going to get rid of, they're going to get rid of, of uh, George Hill at some point. I know. Um, and then I would expect Horford too, but um, they're there. But like you said, who knows? Maybe maybe underdogs just keep winning, and they you make more money on them. <laughs> well, and I think that's the one thing is that right now it's it's one you of those probably have a goal where, and stop when it gets to this, you know. Well, and, and I think I'm, that's kind of why is I've had to kind of have like a moral yeah. discussion with myself. Like, do I jump off the cliff now? Now that I'm up like 12 units and just kind of say, okay, screw right. it. Like, I've made I've made my point and I uh, I made a little bit of money off of it. I'm just going to bow out now, or do I? stick my chest out and ride through this and say, no, no, no underdogs for life. And just try to run out the season. And maybe I might do that. Maybe a little bit more. It's a good catchphrase. If anything, <laughs> underdogs for life is a good catchphrase. If anything well, else, I, like that. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, right now it's where the money's at. Like, I think that's the one thing too, is that like, it's kind of been my betting strategy since I've started an odd shark. And even just in general, since I've started betting is that I hate taking minus odds. I hate paying more for, uh, a service plus on top of the vig to a book. Like I'd like, basically if it's not even odds or a gentleman's bet where we're just shaking hands, I bet you 20 bucks this will happen. If it's a, if I have to pay a premium to do that, I usually am not into it. It just, my gut just tells me not to do it. No, I, yeah, no, that's, that's super fair. We talked about the buyout a little bit and how that might impact things. I know I so saw I'm a Nets fan being based up in the, the New York area. I grew up mm-hmm. a New Jersey Nets fan. Um, so I still carried it over and continued it with, with Brooklyn. So it was nice mm-hmm. to see the, the, the signing there. Uh, I don't know ultimately if it'll make a huge impact, but is there anything in the trade deadline or the buyout market that you think is really going to shake some things up? Well, I don't think there's going to be any guys that are that like legit move the needle. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like you're not going to see like Bradley Beal get dealt or right. like, and even Blake, people make a big deal about it. I don't yes. think it really, it's not what they need. You know, it's not the the, the five that they're going to need no, to throw beyond. But, but it is still front court depth to because totally. again, I think one of the things that maybe we underestimate is that Kevin Durant is still a little bit of an injury risk, and he's not going to play every game the remainder of the season. Same thing with Kyrie or Harden. So they need another body out there, somebody who knows how to play basketball. But also, like if DeAndre Jordan randomly got hurt, they would be screwed, man. Like just because he's the only legit center they have on the team. Claxton's pretty good, but yeah, it's and getting more minutes with with Harden in there. Yeah, yeah and, and so from a bio standpoint, I think it makes sense to be able to have Blake. I just don't know if maybe he has anything left in the tank. Like, I mean, right now it's ridiculous. Like, Bovada released a prop earlier today. Like, will Blake Griffin be able like attempt a dunk again the rest of the season? Yeah, because he hasn't since what 2019, yeah, I think. 2019, and yeah. I think that's the one thing too is that I want to give Blake a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here because I think a lot of people they just look at Blake and they think, okay, well his athleticism is gone, so it's not going to happen. But if you look back at those two seasons specifically 2019, like where he was hurt for pretty much most of it, if not all of it. And then even like last year where it was Detroit's been in the tank for a couple of years anyway, but just like the point is, is that he was hurt and kind of trying to wheel his way back into the rotation. Like, and it and just 2018 was a good year. I think yeah. people don't realize he made third team all NBA in 2018. And, and he, uh, I think they played Milwaukee in the, in the first round Yeah, and he single-handedly like won one of those games by himself. Like, yeah. 
And, uh, and I think he got hurt like pretty much right after, <laughs> but, but you know, that's like life story essentially. Um, but uh, I think from a bio standpoint, I think you can see a guy like George Hill that Pun was talking about. You can see mm-hmm. um, like, I think JJ Redick is going to get moved. I think the Pelicans yes, have a couple moves sure. they got to make. Um, I don't think they're going to trade Lonzo, but I do think they'll get rid of Redick. Um, right now, like maybe PJ Tucker. I don't even know if PJ's really got much left in the tank either. And I mean, who's, Kyle Lowry who's, as well. Like who, are buyers, Kyle Lowry, who are buyers? Who are buyers? Who are buyers right now that aren't named the Nets, Lakers, Clippers? I think the Sixers are probably still in that mix. The, the Heat, Sixers. maybe. Yeah, the, the Heat, Heat as well. Um, I mean, Dallas. I mean, I feel like Dallas. Needs Dallas is, I don't know what Dallas. Dallas might need to move on from. They're very from underwhelming. Porzingis. I don't know what's going well, on. They, they, they did just release the trade odds for Pazingas. It's like plus 550 or something for him to be moved before the deadline. I don't think they will because they're not going to get equal return to, to trade him. But at the same time, there's just not a lot of guys from a buyout standpoint, I think that will move the needle enough for the kind of a weak market. Yeah. 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 But, no, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Dallas is one team I'm going to look for in the second half. I still think they're a little bit of a buy low. You know, it'll be interesting to see some of their spreads and some of the games, but they haven't um, played well. I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm mad at Dallas, but I had, I was all in on Luca to win MVP this year. I even like, I generally don't mm-hmm. ever take just the favorite to win an award like that. And he was at plus 400. And I was like, yeah, this is the year you've seen the trip, uh, the progression each year, this third year, it's, it's going to go down. And within a month, it's like, no. So yeah, that, you were asking me like 1200 right now. Yeah. Like yeah. you were asking me like, uh, do you have any hot takes? And honestly, I don't really have a hot take. I think the only thing that I would just say, if I had to make a, uh, a hot take, I guess I would say, I don't think Embiid's going to win MVP. Like right now, I can't believe right now that they're putting him as. I like his value at, you know, plus 400 plus 450 when LeBron was favored, but I almost, I almost like playing this market as soon as it flips. And now mm-hmm. I'm staring back at LeBron at plus 250. Like he's going to come out motivated after the all-star break, you know, he'll have the media backing. So. Well, yeah, and the second that Davis comes back and they win like three or four in a row, it's like, right. Oh shit, right. LeBron is back. And it's like, he never left. What are we talking about? Like, and Embiid, like as awesome as he's looked this season, don't get me wrong. I think Joel Embiid is a worthy runner up. Uh, all it takes is one injury for him, man. And he's shown that he's had injury history, you know. It, and what just, if, what if Utah, what if Utah continues at this pace too? Nobody respects count. Utah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody respects him because, well, they, you know, nobody's seen him do it yet. Yeah. So well, there's the respect, but also, who do you give it to? Do you right. give it to Gobert? Do you give it to Mitchell? Like who's responsible? And right. it's almost like yeah, Mitchell sitting at yeah, plus 8,000, you know, but you have, wow. you also have Mike Conley, not that, you know, does he pop onto the list, but he's really been a key factor in their success this year too. Well, and you're already seeing like the other key awards, like Gobert's is odds on favorite to win defensive player of the year. Jordan right. Clarkson's uh, odds on favorite to win six men. Quinn Snyder's odds on the win head coach. So they'll probably sweep all the other awards. Yeah. Just the problem is with a team like that, they don't have that one dominant superstar that the media can just go to from a narrative standpoint and say, that's the guy. Yeah, somebody I was listening to the other day, it was a a different podcast, NBA Focus, was comparing them to some of those earlier, those Spurs teams from the Mm -hmm. kind of the last run of the dynasty and the Spurs. Yeah, the 2014 team. Yeah, that bounced back and and had the, you know, the spot against the Heat when they came back and won it and just – the way they move the ball, the way they shoot the three. Uh, and I was like, that's a, that's a fair comparison. Cause you didn't think about that team in terms of superstars either. Obviously a, a budding Kawhi, you know, who was legitimate, but a lot of those guys were either aging or up and coming. It was like a weird mix. Well, and I was just looking at like a couple of recent games and maybe I just get caught up in one or two games, but I was just looking like at Gobert. And I think the one thing that people forget is that 
Gobert can be neutralized. Like he can be run off the floor if you play small enough. Yeah. Secondly, like I was just, they're not the best examples, but like when you got a heavy set center, like a B or even Zion to a lesser extent, like in that game against New Orleans that Utah played or the game against the Sixers, both the games that they lost, man, Williamson and MB just ate up Gobert. Like it was nothing. Like it was just almost like, is he even there? So that defensive edge that they have, it's just Gobert. Like the rest of the team, they're not as, they're not like defensive stoppers, like Jordan Clarkson, like Bogdanovich, Con, like none of these guys are going to scare a team like the Lakers or the Clippers from a defensive standpoint. No. So Gobert in a way can be played off the floor. Plus the fact that if you have a big enough player up in the front, I've watched him get muscled and bodied. Like, I'm just not, I don't see it as like, he's not Mutombo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not, <laughs> not going to be this right. type of defensive player that's going to just take over a game. Especially in a seven game series. Yeah. Where exactly. you got to win four games. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll end on that and give you a little rapid fire. We got a little bit of time left. Yeah. How about is, it, is there anything in, in the, in the futures market, you know, championship, Eastern conference, Western conference, MVP, you mentioned the Luca ticket, anything you're really keying in on? Yeah. You've already I mean, taken maybe. Well, that's the thing earlier in the year, I was feeling good about my 28 to one Christian Wood, most improved player. award, yeah, and, then, yeah. uh, and then once he got hurt, that went in the tank. So I think Jeremy Grant's probably got that locked up. Yeah, totally. Um, so I have Ben Simmons as defensive player of the year. I got him earlier in the year at plus 1100. He's down to like, he's like third on the list right now behind uh, Gobert and, uh, and uh, Miles Turner. So those would be kind of the tickets that I'm looking at right now from a preseason bet standpoint. I haven't done too many futures because honestly, I just don't feel like there's a lot of value from like, I just feel like it's going to be like the top four teams, like Lakers, Clippers, Nets, Bucks. There's not really much value in those four teams, in my opinion. Like I feel like I get better value um, betting them as underdogs in the playoffs when they when they get to that point, or betting against them like when they when they're playing a team that I think is better. Like that's one of the things about the Miami Heat during the bubble. Like I cashed in big time on them in both the second and third rounds because I was just taking their money line every every game. And they like against the Bucks, for example, they were underdogs in every game yeah. that they played, and they beat them in five. You know what I mean? Yep. Then against the yep. Celtics, they were underdogs. I think in all but one all but one of that series and i took them each time and they won money line and so um i think that's probably what i'll end up doing is kind of waiting until i see the playoff seating and then figuring out a team from a matchup standpoint and just kind of exploiting those money line find a team you like and ride that team and hope that you're right yeah yeah Yeah. that's so that's kind of what i would suggest i just feel like i can make more money that way than trying to just bank on one team and then instead i'm not investing capital in futures bets and then also game by game bets no, that's super fair. I don't think, I think sometimes people see these big numbers, eight to one, seven to one, and they don't realize how much calculation goes into this, that there, like you said, there is a little bit of value. If you actually think about what the team needs to do to get there, cases they may be an underdog or even a slight favorite, you'll get more value just kind of betting those and stacking it almost throughout. 100%. Yeah. No, I love that. All right. Well, uh, anything else to plug? Uh, yeah, just uh, hit, uh, you can follow me at GDog5000 on Twitter. Uh, my author link is there. So anything that I write for March Madness or NBA or, uh, you know, MLB to a lesser extent right now, uh, it's all there. Uh, we're about to jump into uh, March Madness uh, next week. Uh, it's going to be bets over brackets. Uh, so that way, if your brackets gets busted, don't worry about it. We got all the coverage and content for you to be able to do that. 
Um, so yeah, check us out at Odd Shark. We're going to be doing pretty much around the clock NCAA March Madness coverage from the opening tip till pretty much the end of uh, end of the tourney. So uh, check us out there. And uh, next Friday uh, for the opening slate of games, uh, myself and the dudes from Guys and Bets, we're going to be watching some of the games, uh, having a little banter, chopping it up, shooting shit kind of thing. So uh, check us out there. And uh, yeah, we hope that uh, we have, awesome. all have a profitable tournament. Yeah, people have no excuse because we got this out well before the tourney. They're going to be hearing it at least on March 10th. You, you still got to go through Selection Sunday. The I don't know. Next you, week. Your, your viewership might go down so, <laughs> while having me on. So yeah. hopefully uh, – Maybe it it'll go up in Canada. There, I don't know. There's Do we nowhere. Just get the Canadian demographic? It can't, it can't go down any farther. <laughs> yeah, what's less than zero? Uh, you have people who say that they did not listen, you know, negative listeners. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much it, man. Like you can find me there. I'm pretty active on social pretty much as it is. But, uh, you know, if you if you want me to appear on a pod too, you know, uh, I'll probably be on dad's pod, dad, dad pods. I don't know why I called it dad. That was that was the working name originally. The dad, dad podcast, pods? dad pods. We There was a lot being thrown around, but the it's not a bad alternative. If yeah, somehow something comes up. The podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's even better. Ooh. Like yeah. That one too. yeah right yeah so oh, yeah you better trademark those because those right. are coming out too at this rate that we're yeah we've learned our lesson well not we but somebody else has so we'll <laughs> yeah yes yeah. oh yes yes I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep betting. yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly uh, shout out to old man shout out exactly to old man. well thank you for coming on that was that was awesome and we'll we'll definitely do this again um hopefully it's we get through the tournament no issues that's all I care play. about, man. And that's, yeah, we, let's just play some basketball, um, sit home and relax and enjoy the tournament and be safe. So, yeah, I think I, to double down on you, I would be, if somebody told me you lose 20 units in the tournament, but the whole tournament would be played, I'm okay with it. Uh, man, this year, I'm okay sacrifice with it. for you guys. Yeah. Thank I you. will jump on the 20 minus 20 unit grenade for everybody else to have this tournament. <laughs> awesome. Well, make sure you go follow G on Twitter, find him over at Hot Shark, and uh, thank you for for being here and we thank everyone else for uh, for listening to the show thanks, thanks.